Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second Golden Jamie Awards. You all know Jamie, right? I'm Tyler. I'm Chris. Tonight's show will be split into two parts. On the first installment, we will be discussing every new film we saw in the year of 2017. After we've done the rundown in part two, we will go back and forth naming our top five favorite films. Our number one picks will be bestowed the honor of receiving the Golden Jamie Award of 2017. Woo! Yeah! Audience, there we go. (laughs) Um, We have a lot of films to go through for part one. We are sure to have a bunch of duplicates between us. So we will just talk about uh, those together as they come up, some of which we already talked about on the podcast, so we don't need to um, go in on those at all, like, into into any detail. I should also note, there will be no spoilers in any of these episodes for any of the films discussed. So, let's jump right into it. I will start us off. First film saw this year was The Founder, uh, which I initially gave a 7 only note I really have for it, because I mean, we already talked about it on the podcast and everything, but the only note I really have for it is that I would probably retroactively make it a six. Uh, I like, cause you know, I don't really, I don't see myself going out of my way to watch it again. Um, as far as like the founder's concerned, I watched a couple clips of it, uh, on YouTube not too long ago, uh-huh. but yeah, like, I don't think I'm ever going to go back and rewatch it again. Do you have your score for it written down? Uh, yeah, it's just like a, not the one down the podcast though. I didn't get that one, okay. but it's about seven still. Okay. That, 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 that's, that's pretty fair. That's what I gave it initially, but the next film on my list is Split, which I gave a six. Um, while it is M. Night's best film in years, it still features some wonky dialogue and a few weird choices. However, I can't say that I wasn't entertained and I'm actually pretty excited to see what he's going to do with uh, Glass in 2019. Yeah, cuz uh, this thing was like a as a trilogy basically, basically turned into yeah. that from like the what was it Un- Unbreakable Unbreakable I'm not Unbroken Unbroken was a bad movie. Uh Breakable and yeah, that's when then yeah, Glass. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, third film I saw this year was Oklahoma City. It was a documentary on Netflix. Uh I didn't know much about the event beforehand, despite the fact that I'd actually gone to the location at one point. It was very interesting, um, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's interested in learning about the event. I gave it a 7. Wait a minute, was Oklahoma City about the city bombings? Yeah. Is that the thing we watched on Netflix? Did we watch it on uh, Netflix together? You came in like in the last 30 minutes, I think. Okay. I don't have much of an opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next film I saw was John Wick Chapter 2. Um, I gave it an 8. I wrote, much like the first film, it's a solid action flick. While some scenes uh, become a little bit repetitive, uh, some of the set pieces really stand out. Um, The fantastic lighting and colors make this feel as if uh, Nicholas Winding Refn actually made a good movie again. (laughs) Next movie was Get Out. I gave that an 8 as well. All I knew before I went in was that it's a horror film directed by Jordan Peele. And it had a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. Had a 100% at one point. Um, it starts off pretty slow. The main character is pretty uninteresting through most of it. Uh, but when it picks up, it gets really, really good. And uh, you start rooting for him and uh, get, you, get you pumped up. Good stuff. 
This is a film that I really, really wish I had actually watched because I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I actually, I think I did. How mean... could you? Everyone was talking. I know. <laughs> Everyone was acting like it was a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Next one was I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. It was a another movie on Netflix. It was a dark comedy thriller that gets more and more fucked up as it goes along. I genuinely appreciate it for doing that. Um, I was excited to see how it was going to play out, and I wasn't disappointed. This movie also had a cute dog in it. So uh, it gets an 8 out of 10 as well. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, So my next movie was Logan. Uh, Probably my favorite genuine X-Men movie now. Again, I haven't seen a lot of them. uh, But great ending for the Wolverine character. And uh, I almost didn't watch it. But I had a... I thought I had a free rental, and I went, and I was like, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here at the ca- at the checkout counter. I'm not going to take it back, so whatever. Let's let's do it. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm glad I watched it overall. It was very good. Very good. Um, yeah, that was one movie that, like, I, I'm I'm fine with watching superhero movies right now. Like, there's, yeah. there's, it still hasn't quite, um, they haven't quite killed it yet for me. Yeah. They might soon. Yeah. But like this one is a great change of pace. Um, it doesn't feel like a superhero movie at all. It just yeah. feels like a movie about Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a drama about Wolverine. Yeah. And it, it's, oh man. Uh, wait, did you, sorry, did you say that you did see uh, the second Wolverine movie or you didn't see that, that one? I didn't see that one. No, okay. I saw, I saw Origins. That one uh, almost made me not want to watch an X-Men movie anymore. Like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so bad. <laughs> oh. That's so much potential. Um, I gave it a seven. Uh, Logan, I get an eight. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's totally fair for sure. Uh, next one was Kong Skull Island, which we talked about on the podcast. I gave that a seven. I think I actually might have bumped up to an eight point five. Yeah, it, it's a really good movie. I, I, it's still at a seven for me. Yeah. But like it, yeah, like in retrospect, it's still, it's it's still like it still holds up. I I, I kind of went through this list again, and made sure. Like, all of my scores are still right. Like, usually, like, right after a movie, I, I tend to hold things up higher than I might after a couple days. But this one this one stayed right at a 7 for me. The one thing I will say about this movie also is that the director on Twitter tore, <laughs> tore CinemaSins a new one, which you don't know what CinemaSins is. It's English. Um... Don't worry about it. There, yeah. there are these. There's a YouTube group who uh, who suck and just move on from there. Just don't watch any of their videos. <laughs> if you like movies, don't watch cinema. Yeah. If you enjoy <laughs> if, watching if you, if you like to have a good time when you watch movies. Uh, okay, my next movie uh, was Moon Quest. It was an independent feature with a lot of charm and a few laughs, but not much in the story department. I ended up giving it a five. The next movie after that was. Another movie I found on Netflix uh, called Take Me. It was a simple dark comedy about a guy running a service where people pay for him to kidnap them. Uh, it stars Taylor Schilling of Orange is the New Black, and it's a pretty good casual watch. Uh, I had a few good laughs, and uh, pretty the two main performers, it's focused on them the uh, majority of the movie and it's uh, it's pretty good for like yeah just like a casual watch i gave it a 6.5 very low effort you know to see it like on you know netflix or whatever so you know that's exactly what i needed it to be <laughs> next movie was wakefield uh brian cranston stars in a film with a premise that takes a bit of a leap in the logic department to uh, kickstart it off but becomes surprisingly heartfelt as it goes along as a fan of Cranston, this puts plenty on display for his acting ability. I gave it an 8. 
like I, I, I've said it a million times, I think I will see anything with Brian Cranston in it, <laughs> almost anything. So uh, yeah, no, this one, uh, I'm, I'm glad I checked it out. So the next movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. Very fun movie. Uh, felt less like a film and more like an episode of like a TV show. Um, mainly due to the the MCU thing, uh, which again people might be surprised to see a superhero movie, especially like an MCU movie on the list. Uh, not because I don't like them or anything, but because I just I don't go out of my way to see them. Didn't care for some of the elements that they made up for the movie, as far as I could tell, especially uh, certain the, characters. Yeah, the MJ character. <laughs> uh, more excited about the animated film coming out next year. Uh, the, the Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I'm, prob- I'm probably going to go see that one in the cinema. That one looks really good. I'd probably go with you. Uh, I gave it a 7, by the way. I don't know if I said that. And I also gave that one a 7. Okay, cool. Do you want to go into it anymore? Or? Uh, no, I think I covered it. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I think I covered it. Like, especially, like, non-spoilers. I mean, I guess, like, Michael Keaton. Yeah, I, yeah Michael Keaton's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah that's great. worth mentioning. Yeah. yeah. Next movie is A Ghost Story. I watched this because our, uh, our pal Brian Pitts is in it uh, for a little bit and the visuals looked really nice lots of beautiful shots however this movie would have been a lot better as a cute little short instead of a feature-length film uh they lingered on some shots for way too long i literally had to watch rooney mara eat an entire pie for over five minutes that reminds me of a movie i once saw where like it was like these people filling out like the divorce forms or whatever yeah and it was like them like like meticulously meticulously (laughs) doing it now in that film that was hilarious yeah this one i don't know like it's it's one static shot of her eating an entire pie right that's what uh, this was a static shot yeah yeah (laughs) that one was funny because the tension in the room was you know could cut it with a knife i watched i watched this one with beth and we were kind of just sitting there like is this really still happening (laughs) like there are a couple shots like that in this movie uh and it's like, I get it's supposed to be like a moving portrait or whatever, but like, this feels ridiculous. Like, you're not adding anything to the story. Like, what does the pie scene add <laughs> to this film? Because it, it, it still ends up in the positive range for me because it like, it had some really, really cool visuals. Um, so I gave it a 5.8, not quite a 6, um, but it's not like deserving of a flat out 5 either. Uh, plus... Brian's in a is front and center in a shot, so uh, it was good to see you on there, Brian. <laughs> uh, my next one was Atomic Blonde. I wrote down part cool stylized action flick, part teenage boy jerk off fantasy. I really wanted to like this, but while it attempts to be the female John Wick, it fails to achieve the same grandiose action scenes and compelling universe of its counterpart. Ends up being boring. I ended up giving it a four, and I was not able to finish it. And this is something I was really disappointed about too, because I was actually like, mm-hmm. when I heard you'd watch it, I was like, "Oh, awesome! Uh, tell me, tell me, tell me if it's they should watch it or not." And you're yeah. like, "Don't, and yeah, like, don't bother." I like, oh, because I, 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 I saw the trailers for it, and I was like, "Yes, this looks so cool!" Like, yeah, it's like Charlie's Charlie's Theron. Yeah, Theron. Uh, like I'm looking forward to like having her in a big old action movie. Like, cause you, you see her in um, Mad Max. Mad Max. You're like, yes. Yeah, this, this would be great, and uh, unfortunately it wasn't. Apparently it wasn't. Yeah, it's, like, it's the director of John Wick as well, so you're thinking, like, dude, just make John Wick 3, but it has Charlize Theron in it. And they didn't really do that. Mm. So it was a bit of a bummer. That is a bummer. Next movie was Detroit. A tense, horrifying portrait of Detroit in the 1960s. The acting and overall presentation is great, although I feel like a good 30 minutes could have been cut out of it. Um, overall, very good movie. Um, uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, I ended up giving it a 6.5. 
The next movie was It. It started a little weak with uh, several bad horror cliches that are very dated, but when it embraced the goofier Nightmare on Elm Street vibe, I really enjoyed it. Uh, very good per uh, performances by the child actors, and uh, I just had an overall good time watching it. 7.5. Um, as far as like it's concerned, like the uh, the actual creature in there, um, yeah. it was way better played out than, uh, which is... I hate to say this, but like, I, I liked, I love Tim Curry. Yeah, I think he's a great guy. I, I, I wish that he was. was I think he had a stroke. I think is what he had. Yeah. Um, wish he hadn't, because the, the guy uh, is a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. But it, man, uh, I have no idea how yeah. anyone was afraid of his portrayal of it. It's yeah. so fucking weird and like silly. He, <laughs> like, there, there's a scene in the library in the original that like he's like he's like dancing that, around yes, or whatever it's yes, like dude it's like yeah that, that's that's cute that's the one that always <laughs> pops in my head i'm like what are you doing who um, said who was like i could not i couldn't sleep after i watched it yeah it's like it's a it's a four-hour flashback movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no 7.5 i i the only thing i'm worried about is the second one not being as good because uh like because in the original the kid stuff's the only good stuff in that movie um I'm worried about like, especially since you're t you've attached yourselves to like the the kid actors, like if it's gonna transition over well. But I mean, we'll see. I I might kind of wait and see what like the uh, like the jury's out on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> see what um, see what they say before I go and check it out. So I, I gave that one an eight. Okay. It, yeah. Which is funny because like by the way, I I don't like horror films. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of them usually. Mm -hmm. This one I was I was totally into. Like mm -hmm. I I you said the cliches or whatever. I enjoyed it. I didn't care. I was like, this is, this is like, it's totally is caught on that as it sh as you should. But like the whole time I was like, I just, I'm really enjoying this film. I was mm -hmm. in the theater going, I just, I really enjoy this. Right. It's, it's only, there's only a couple, like the really dumb moments in the beginning are very few and far between. Yeah. And like, it got me worried for the second half. Um, wondering like, is this gonna be okay? If it, if it was like that, the whole movie, I probably would have hated it. But they, they fixed all of like the little issues I had by the end of the movie and the like the finale of it's fantastic. Like I'm very excited uh, to see what they try and do with the the next part. Uh, next movie was I Love You, Daddy, the unreleased film by Louis C.K. Uh, repetitive and kind of boring. The film does manage to occasionally be funny, but was overall a disappointment considering the talent involved. It will not be a crime against humanity if the film never gets officially released. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. <laughs> I saw like a little, a uh, little, uh, well, uh, the only way you can see it really. Uh, I'll say no more. <laughs> um, but <laughs> this, is, this is one of those films where you're like, Oh, I hope the director buys up all the copies and just burns it. <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't like, it wasn't, I gave it a 4.5. So okay. it's on, it's on the bad side of the scale, but okay. like, um, not horrible. Like, like I said, there's a few jokes that like made me laugh out loud, but they were, they were very few and far between. <laughs> um, and, which is especially disappointing considering like, you know, um, if they had gone with the tone of like his FX show, Louie, like I probably would have loved it, but it was, it was a little, it was very different from that. Um, the next movie I saw was a Netflix special called Jerry before Seinfeld. Um, I had a few like comedy specials written down on here. I had one in there last year, but like I only included that one because it had a narrative aspect to it, and so does this one. I uh, ended up just getting rid of the straight up comedy specials because uh, I figured they didn't fit on this list. But um, yeah, Jerry before Seinfeld is an 
almost kind of a blend of a comedy special and an autobiographical documentary. Jerry tells a story of becoming a stand-up comedian, and it makes for an interesting, humorous watch. I gave it a six. Cool. I should uh, check that out. It, it's it's interesting to kind of like um, figure, like hear him talk about like where he came from and his his early beginnings. He like tells like one of his first uh, like bits that worked, and it's a it, it's a it's a nice little thing. It's I think it's pretty short too. So. It's funny to say that but the first bits that actually worked. You're like, yeah. that means that there were a bunch of bits oh, that yeah. really didn't work. Right, yeah. No, and I think he, That's like, mortifying. I think he, like, he has like a box or whatever in the thing that like has every single joke he's written, or at least a lot of his old ones, and he like, laid them out into this huge like <laughs> like pile of papers. Jeez. And, <laughs> and it's like, I bet half of those are just terrible. <laughs> like, <right? laughs> the next movie was Kingsman, The Golden Circle, which I gave an eight. Uh, at the time, not realizing that everyone hates this movie. <laughs> oh, so we had to change it to three, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do that with another movie later on down the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed Kingsman. Uh, we did a whole podcast on it. Uh, you can disagree with me if you want to. I, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. I think um, I, think I changed... Mine might actually might also change down a little bit to seven point five. That's like, did you give about an eight as well? I probably did give about an eight. I think I think I feel like I feel like you and I agreed on that one pretty closely. Mm-hmm. But just kind of looking back, I was like, you know, honestly, the villain wasn't very strong. Yeah, you know, the story was like okay. However, it did it did one thing in there that I really, really appreciated, which I was hoping for. Which I I think I bumped up the score for that just because of that yeah. one little thing. I patch. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I patch person. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No. No. I. Um, uh, it, it's probably really not worth the eight that I gave it, but I. It, it's just one of those things like you know John Wick got an got an eight because it was just fun to watch. I didn't expect anything like heavy from it, so like it gave me exactly what I wanted. So I, I'm going to go ahead and leave it with the eight. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it down or anything. The, the first one's definitely better. It would probably be like, probably be like a nine or maybe like an 8.5. I don't know, but still very, very entertaining. Uh, the next one was yet another Netflix documentary, uh, called long shot. It's a crime documentary about a man who is arrested for a crime he didn't commit and is able to prove his innocence by appearing on video at a Dodgers game. A short, simple story, not many twists and turns, but leads to a satisfying conclusion. I gave it a seven. Hmm. I might watch that then. Like a, like a recommended movie sort of thing? It's only like 45 minutes. Like, I, w- I would say it's worth your time, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, next movie was American Made. Um, some of the most fun I've had watching a movie all this year uh, feels like a combination of Scarface and Wolf of Wall Street. Um, I gave that movie an eight. Um, I also gave that one an eight as well, and um, definitely one of the best Tom Cruise movies. Oh, for I've sure. Seen. Um, you don't necessarily get removed from Tom Cruise there, but like you do enough to where like you're like okay, he he is like he's doing this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like he's not he's not the guy, but he's doing this. It's Tom yeah. Cruise playing the, a guy doing the stuff. The actual guy, by the way, I think if I remember the picture I saw him was like about three hundred pounds bigger than Tom Cruise was, <laughs> but. But you know what? I, I enjoyed it. Like, it, like I said, it was very much like Wolf of Wall Street. You know, a yeah. lot of very fun uh, Fast editing. Fast editing, yeah. Uh, yeah, I recommend definitely. Sweet. Next movie was Mark Felt. Uh, I actually just finished watching this one because it's the last one on my list. Um, the best actors in this film do an awesome job, while there are some who tend to overact a little bit. Uh, the score is standard, but, a, uh, but it's driving and it's appropriate. 
Um, the writing is a tad bit stilted at times, uh, with some like kind of cliche dialogue, but overall a pretty good representation of the events from uh, Felt's perspective. I gave it a 6.5. It kind of has a, a nice simultaneous arc with yeah. uh, the, all the president's men. Mm -hmm. uh, if you ever watch that movie, uh, I'd recommend, especially like it gives a lot more uh, backstory on some, who the people are. Like, they'll mention some people from like the from the president's like uh secrets not secret circle what am i saying yeah. <laughs> president's inner circle yeah and um that we can i feel like i understood this movie a lot more because i had that backstory uh -huh. stuff on like, there, there's some people where you're like wait who yeah <laughs> but like it doesn't it, it doesn't detract from it at all um i i enjoyed it. it it you know it felt more like a tv movie um i feel like it was pretty low budget uh and, oh definitely it had like, it had about like 20 production companies behind yeah. it uh, but like Liam Neeson did a good job. I overall enjoyed it. Uh, the next one was Last Flag Flying, a little repetitive and slow, but full of great performances, especially from Steve Carell. I gave it a seven point five. What What's fun about that movie is that like it's Steve Carell, Brian Cranston, and Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Which I I see that cast list. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> of, of course, course I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, watch it. This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. And a few slow parts in there, kind of like a few parts are kind of yeah. like, I could have could heard this part along. There's also like a few parts where like, yeah, like, like I said, repetitive, where yeah. it's just this, they're treading the same ground. It's like, you've already talked about this. Yeah, I gave it a six. I, yeah, I I think I already said I gave it a 7.5, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but next movie was The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Uh, this movie is insane. <laughs> It creates a nightmare world with unnatural characters and an eerie feeling that is supported by uh, the tense and unique score. Don't know if I will revisit it, but I had no idea what was going to happen throughout the entire thing and I was entertained. I gave it a 6.8. I was very excited to hear what you said about this movie because it has like a very interesting name. I'm like, yeah. okay, let, let's see what's going on with this we, movie. We, I think we went into family video and you're like, hey, what are you looking for? I was like, uh, killing of a sacred deer. You're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only heard about it because a lot of like um, people going to like, you know, Toronto Film Festival or uh, whatever, like had seen it and told me, really, not told me, just said really good things about it. They, yeah, they, 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 they walked up like, they, hey man, hey, come here, come here, kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they walked up and whispered in my ear, you should watch this movie. Uh, <laughs> next movie was The Florida Project. Watch a bunch of white trash kids do a bunch of things in a hotel that will make you want to throw up. The best part of the movie, the best parts of the movie are a few moments with Willem Dafoe and the visuals, 3.5. <laughs> Perfect. Great movie. Okay. <laughs> Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, featuring a very special contractually obligated uh, mention of uh, Tony Clifton. <laughs> That's the whole title. Uh, a documentary retrospective on Jim Carrey's performance of Andy Kaufman and Man on the Moon, featuring behind-the-scenes footage that Universal has been withholding for the last 20 years. An interesting introspective look of, into the idea of method acting, better than the movie itself, uh, only thing bringing it down is uh, Carrie's newfound love of pseudo-philosophical ramblings. A little try-hard at times, but fascinating nevertheless. I gave it a 7.8. Who was it you said directed that? I don't or, know who directed it. I thought you said somebody directed it. My bad. Um, no, no. Uh, univer like, it's just like a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage, and then like it cuts to like an interview with Jim Carrey. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, yeah, like that's that's about what the movie is and it's it's very interesting to kind of look at um uh the actor's perspective of um method acting it's not necessarily something that i agree 
you know actually does more for a performance um which you know i'm i'm sure uh a lot of actors will sit there for hours and debate me about it but like (laughs) uh you know i it's it's interesting to look at and it um and oftentimes it does bring out interesting results so and especially in the case of man on the moon so uh yeah 7.8 uh, the next movie was Three Billboards Outside of uh, Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, great cast with well-written character arcs, lots of great dark humor, some heartfelt moments. Not perfect, but a good watch. I gave it an 8. The next film was Star Wars The Last Jedi, and like I said, uh, this should probably just be a 1, because, uh, you know, you're supposed to, like, when you initially talk about the movie, you're supposed to say, like, you love it, and then immediately when you figure out that everyone else hates it, yeah, it's a it fucking suck, dude. It's terrible. I think honestly it should be pulled from canon. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Brian Johnson should be like, you know, like burned at the stake. What a fucking idiot. Uh, forget my 7.3 rating. It's a negative 7.3. <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> it's, it's an 8. <laughs> it's an eight um, Shape of Water is my last movie on this list. Uh, if I were doing a top 10 list, this would be on it. Overall, an expertly made film entertaining from beginning to end i didn't really uh, know what to expect from the trailer and worried that i wouldn't like the characters in particular Uh, but i was dead wrong the performances and special effects stand out in this film definitely want to revisit it 8.5 so on to your list chris so that sounds great tyler great list uh here's mine okay (laughs) uh it's actually here's here's a weird weird thing before i start off uh we have a lot more i feel like there's more movies that are separate from each other. Like I feel like you and I didn't watch as many movies as, as we the didn't same. last year either. We yeah. watched a lot of different stuff. I guess yeah, I did. I did see like Independence Day and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, from what I from what I know though, your track record's a lot better this year. Uh, you, uh, you have, yeah, you have like less threes. Yeah, I have a lot less threes on here. Thank God. Um, so my my first movie, uh, obviously, by the way, I could be repeating ourselves, you know. Uh, but. My first movie is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It's you know, a continuation off of the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like a surprise uh, thing from a couple years ago. Like, mm-hmm. I, nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were, mm-hmm. and now everybody knows who they are. There's like, you know, this Kate Kitts. Yeah, they're, uh, they're the most popular yeah, characters. They're the most popular characters. I, I, that, that's one I still, I've been meaning to check it out. I need to. Uh, the first one, at least. Um, that, yeah, definitely check out the first one. The second one, uh, I gave it 6.5. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much. Um, it feels like it, I don't know, it feels like it kind of went off the deep end a little bit mm-hmm. with the story. So still some entertainment value. Still entertaining, just, yeah. yeah. Next movie is Wonder Woman uh, with Gal Gadot. And, you know, I think people know who Wonder Woman is, you know, Amazonian yeah. uh, warrior, all that child of <laughs> You know who Am- and Have you ever heard that. of uh, Wonder Woman there, folks? Yeah. Um, you know what? People are saying, like, you know, girl power, girl power, whatever thing. Uh-huh. Long time. Like, I think Sigourney Weaver was originally going to be like, uh, like not none of this movie here, but like, yeah, right, right. Back, back up when they first like talked about Wonder Woman. Like, all, in the all fifteen 90s attempts at trying to make one. attempts at it. Yeah, which I would have liked to see that. You know, yeah. that with her because she was always great. Um, but Gal does a great job, and this. this is probably the best DC movie for me the, um, of, the, of the more recent. Of the age. more recent, yeah. yeah. Worse than age. Um, I, I liked Man of Steel, um, but Wonder Woman is f- far and away better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave it 8.5 out of 10. But cool. Uh, Patty Jenkins should be very proud of herself. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. 
Next movie is uh, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. Definitely, I don't think it's gonna warrant a sequel to it. Okay. I feel like I feel like that they realize that. Okay, yeah, we probably won't be making another one of these. And then they'll probably say they're going to, but then it's like uh, it's gonna get pushed back, yeah. pushed back, and then never does. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is my uh, one of my I think only two three out of tens I had on this list. Nice. Uh, the next movie is The Beguiled. I don't have a lot to say about this one other than uh, Colin Farrell probably needs to lay off acting a little bit. The guy uh, really, the guy's all right sometimes, but like this, like I haven't I haven't watched a good Colin Farrell movie in a really long time. Besides uh, Fantastic Beasts, because he was in that, but besides that one, it yeah no the guy probably needs to stop. Um, other people, <laughs> other people in that movie. Uh, sorry, just <laughs> just uh, other people in that movie uh, did okay. Uh, Ellie Fanning was in it, and she was probably the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie's a three out of ten. Okay. That's my other three out of ten movie. All right. The next movie is Dunkirk, mm-hmm. which I gave an eight point five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler and I like to kind of rag on Christopher Nolan because he's kind of pretentious, and people sometimes will take his movies and have like this pseudo intellectual attach more uh, yeah uh, attach more uh what word am i looking for here pseudo intellectual ideas uh, yeah i, I suppose <laughs> so like yeah attach attach more intelligence to it than there actually is like they're big dumb blockbuster movies yeah. guys like come on this one though uh really didn't have like that oh there's a deeper meaning to this right here it's like right. this is what happened here's the land here's the air here's the sea uh if you don't know, don't know dunkirk was a like uh during world war ii the british army was pushed to the edges of the beach of dunkirk in france mm-hmm. after france was falling and all these countries were falling to nazism and if the british did not get off this beach here the british army would be eviscerated they wouldn't have an army they couldn't put up a fight against the nazi regime and they probably would have uh, capitulated mm-hmm. very quickly so i gave the yeah so like i said i gave this one 8.5 out of 10 uh okay. yeah you did say the um, the, uh, the rating I was about to ask it. Did you give a rating for this? Yeah, yeah, did. Okay. And this is uh, like one of two Kenneth Branagh movies I saw this year. Movies with Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh in it. Next one is The Foreigner. Uh, Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan, which I saw that casting list. I was like, got James Bond and you got the drunken master. <laughs> how, how, did, how did it turn out? I was meaning to um, that. It was actually really cool. Um, it was a lot more political thriller than... I think right. people were expecting. I think people were expecting, you know, it's Jackie Chan. So, luckily, you know, who's Buzz going to kick, right? Yeah, luckily, like you saw it not too long ago, so you already had that in mind going in. It seemed. Yeah, and like um, I gave it a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, if you want to see Jackie Chan pull off some really cool drama, then yeah, definitely watch it. Sweet. My next one, this actually might surprise you a little bit since it's not my top five list, is Blade Runner twenty forty nine. This one, you know, Ryan Gosling is great, which I'm, I will talk about later as mm-hmm. well. Uh, just going to say that I gave it, a, it says, as a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. If you watch the original one, watch this one. The next one for me is uh, Thor Ragnarok. I was originally going to just skip this movie as I've been mm-hmm. kind of, I'm starting to realize, oh, you know what? I don't need to watch all the MCU movies. <laughs> uh, I've seen the first two Thors. I was like, oh, you know what? What's the third one really going to be like? Yeah. But because of the cast list of it i was like okay let's let's see what happens uh with this movie so jeff goldblum uh was in it and i was like okay let's let's see how jeff goldblum does and that's like most jeff goldblum uh thing i've ever they seen knew what they, were doing <laughs> they, they knew what they were doing there, with yeah. them um i really enjoyed it i gave it an 8.5 out of 10 
you know mm -hmm. easily the best thor movie right i was from an outside perspective actually like we talked about this a little bit uh, ourselves but like you know i saw the first thor movie i thought like I think I thought it was okay when I initially saw it, and then like after the Avengers hype went away, it's like this movie fucking sucks. This movie's trash. The movie had one good part in the yes, that, that's yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what you're thinking of, audience. Yeah. Uh, and then like Thor, like the last one I saw for a while was Iron Man three, and then the next one was Thor two. It's like you know what? I'm done. I don't want to watch another fucking Thor movie. From an outside perspective, Thor Ragnarok actually looks pretty good. Yeah, um, Kate Blanchett, by the way, was in it, and mm -hmm. she did great. Like, she was very scary in it. Like, she actually, like, made me, like, make my skin crawl a little bit whenever she was on screen. But, yeah, overall, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, next one is... Is Power Rangers in your top five? Oh, my God. I, floated, I totally skipped out of Power Rangers. <laughs> I, was like, I, I guess feel I like it's not going to be in his top five. Like... I, I, I clearly forgot. Let's talk about Power Rangers for a second. So, uh, Power Rangers is a... Uh, it's a seven. I, I enjoyed it. You know what? It was it was goofy. Uh -huh. uh, it it used the the original theme uh, pr uh, perfectly. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cranston being uh, not Lord Zed, but uh, um, Zordon. Zordon. Thank you. Yeah, another Z name. Um, it was cool. Yeah, thank you for reminding me about Power <laughs> I was, Rangers. I was sitting there thinking, like, there's no. F I, I, I like he saw Power Rangers, right? There's no way he gave it like a ten out of ten or something, like. <laughs> As you can see, I declared on my list. I forgot about it. It was, yeah. a, it was a zero. No, um, no, it was cool. I, I actually, I kind of hope they do make another one. Mm -hmm. Just give it another shot. Give it another shot. You know, I feel like that they kind of realized, okay, so this is uh, this worked, this didn't work. I ended up I not seeing it because I just like it didn't. It did not look good. The trailer looked really bad to me. Uh, yeah, the trailer. Yeah, that's one, by the way. The trailer does a disservice to that movie. Mm -hmm. The characters actually have characters. Cool. Uh, characterization, yeah. rather. <laughs> the no, the, yeah, the characters have character. That's the one. Yeah, I'm there you go. Um, that was the surprising part of that movie. <laughs> so but, anyway, um, next up. <laughs> the next one, yeah. So the next one actually is a uh, another Kenneth Branagh movie, Murder on the Orient Express. Um, if you saw the original 1973 version of this, uh, of the story, um, you know, you might not like this one as much. I don't know because I've been told that one's a little better. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's a fun story about guy gets murdered on the orient express and basically the conspiracy that kind of builds up around it mm -hmm. um for that one i gave is it, is it a whodunit yeah oh, yeah definitely yeah. A whodunit yeah uh kenneth bernal has like this majestic mustache in there that uh i'm sure you probably saw in the trailer it was i think like, that's another one the trailer probably just did it a really dis like a big disservice. oh yeah. it did not look good from the trailer it had like the Imagine Dragons song, and like the first trailer had the Imagine Dra Dragons song, and very was, misused uh, in the original very version. Misused, yeah. When they did this, I think they used it again in the second trailer, and it was yeah. a little bit better. It was because only instrumental. The uh, the right. original one actually had lyrics going on through it, mm -hmm. and it was it very just, like the trailer was slow, but the song is like fast paced. Yeah. it's like you can't you can't cut like that. that come just on, guys, work. you just you license the song for because it was popular. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, that one's that one's an eight out of ten. Uh, definitely some of Kenneth Branagh's like best like on-screen work the guy guy's a great actor uh really enough one of the best hamlets i've ever seen mm -hmm. one of the best like uh uh shakespeare Not movies Simba. uh <laughs> <laughs> King is a national treasure next one is the man who invented christmas yeah which uh that one was basically just about the guy that wrote uh uh christmas uh, carol which 
dear God, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens, thank God. I was gonna say Lewis Carroll, yeah. and I and I was like, I was trying to stop myself, like, don't say Lewis Carroll, you moron. It's not C.S. Lewis. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, yeah. So C.S. Lewis did a great job. Yeah, man, dude, uh, uh, he's the guy who wrote Christmas. So his movie had the guy who uh, I I see I. I always forget what his name is, but he was the guy who played like the governor in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. He mm-hmm. played a fantastic character in uh, Game of Thrones for a couple seasons, I think. And um, yeah, this one he uh, phoned it in. I think pretty much everybody in the movie phoned mm-hmm. it in. Uh, however, I will give it a six out of ten. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it enough, to, like where it's it's a solid six. When you yeah, when we, when you were coming back, you were telling me like it, it was pretty entertaining. From, yeah, from yeah, it was, it was entertaining. Yeah, like you know. Um, it was fun. We kind of integrated the story of Christmas story, uh, Christmas story, Christmas Carol, into uh, into the into the movie. Shoot your eye out. <laughs> yeah, shoot your eye out. Yeah, uh, it's really bizarre. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool that they uh, they did that. Um, it's also like a five dollar movie. However, it was a yeah. period piece too, so it's like that's probably where all the budget went right, to. Right. Most likely, this one might be a little controversial to you, buddy. Okay. It's the disaster artist is on my list on this one. Okay. This one's a nine out of ten. Uh huh. Um, my top five, by the way, I had to go down to like point. Uh, was it oh yeah. The tenths and hundreds. Oh, dude. So, so was on mine. this thing. Yeah. Uh, this one is a great movie. Uh-huh. Like this one, this is great. Uh, the recommendation obviously is to see the room first and then watch the disaster artist. It just it just oh, yeah. really built like you really have that story like it's just like it's ingrained in you then you watch mm-hmm. the disaster you're like oh my god i can see where these decisions came from um james franco is great in that mm-hmm. uh, i'll say no more until i know it's on your list uh-huh. top five so my next one is the greatest showman mm-hmm. uh this one's a, another great hugh jackman movie so i guess hugh jackman had two movies this year uh oh yeah logan, logan yeah. and this one yeah uh this is a this is thing that i've been hoping for which is Hugh Jackman singing, which mm-hmm. I, I, I've been looking forward to more of that. The guy has a great voice. Yeah. Uh, they did him a disservice in the movie Pan, which I'm sure we've talked about on the podcast before. <laughs> about a million times. About a million yeah. freaking times. <laughs> and they just, this is what happens when you have a bad audio engineer. Um, the But one thing that I really liked this movie also is that uh, Zac Efron was in it. And he's somebody who I've been really looking forward to being in more movies. Because he, he honestly is a good actor. Like he's he's a, He's good. Uh, he's a really good singer, you know, he uh, does a great job in this movie. Uh, it's kind of like playing uh, as a supporting role to uh, Jackman's character, Barnum, mm-hmm. who, you know, started the uh, circus. And they did a great job of really avoiding the uh, the animal cruelty stuff of that, <laughs> yeah. which, which thank you for that one. Uh, this movie also, by the way, has uh, the, the other girl that played MJ. Oh, yeah, what's-her-face. Uh, I think it was Zendaya. I didn't write. Oh yeah, yeah. She has one name, like Cher. Yeah, like Cher. Yeah, Bono. You know all that. But she she was good in this one, by the way. She she actually can actually can also really sing too. They they did her a disservice in Spider Man by giving her a really dumb character who says really dumb things. Maybe better. I doubt it, but I don't know. Who knows? We'll Mm -hmm. see. My last one is Doctor Who: Twice Upon a Time, which was the Doctor Who special. Uh, the last one with Peter Capaldi as the Doctor and Jodie Whittaker is taking over. Um, this is kind of a fun one. This is actually here's here's what's bizarre with this one. Usually, most Doctor Who uh, episodes or specials, you know, some big creature or something's going to try to destroy the world. You know, the, mm-hmm. the evil the evil doer has to be stopped by the Doctor. That's the normal thing. Yeah. This one didn't actually have all that stuff. It was actually just a really fun short movie mm-hmm. that was very. Uh, 
that was very uh oh shoot i just lost what the word i was looking for not optimistic uh, uh wholesome that's right wholesome yeah there you go this movie was very wholesome it was uh very fun you know it you know, of course, I introduced Jodie Whittaker, mm-hmm. and like that. Usually, at the very right, end of yeah. like the stuff, they have like like the brief like two seconds with like the new Doctor, like you know, crashing the TARDIS or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, you know, obviously did the did that sort of thing. I'm looking forward to actually to her as well. So yeah. that'll be fun. I get a very like Saturday morning cartoon vibe from uh, from Doctor Who. Yeah, and, and, like from what yeah from what you've described to me, like this one seems very different from that. Which is which is cool. Did you end up seeing it like through the Fathom Events thing? No, I didn't see it that way. Okay. Yeah. Um, just watched it online illegally. No, I just watched it illegally. <laughs> actually, no, I did not. I rented this movie properly, the proper avenues and proper venues. Yeah, like I like I did for I Love You, Daddy. <laughs> Sometimes movies are justified. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I guess I guess that's it. Uh, we'll be breaking here and we'll be going into part two where we'll talk about our top fives, and that will come out tomorrow, everybody. So. Uh, Thanks for listening. And oh, by the way, I guess we should also mention that we also have a fundraiser still going on for our film Left Hook. Um, we're about halfway through it, though. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Lefthookmovie.com. Uh, don't forget the www dot in front of it. And uh, <laughs> get your parents' permission to go online. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> As All we right. always say at the very end of the podcast. All right. Yeah. Oh, that'll, that'll do it for this episode. See you next time, guys. to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.